You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Early Night Show Virtual Edition or the Chronic Cabaret. My name is Joshua Turchin and thanks so much for being with us today. Composer Bobby Cronin is here with a preview of his new musical, along with Catherine Bradley from Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And we're going on with the show with Ali Arario, so please stick around. Welcome to the Early Night Show. I hope everyone had a really good week. It was a great week for a mom in Virginia who won $1 million from a scratch-off lottery ticket her son got her for her anniversary. And yet another year of disappointment for the 10,000 other kids who bought their parents a non-winning scratch-off lottery ticket for their anniversary. Not to disappoint insect lovers, a new species of jumping spider was discovered and has eight eyes, which is great news for our arachnid friends and terrible news for the other 99.99% of us who do not like spiders. I know spiders are really helpful, but they remind me of a big scary beast packaged in a little eight-legged creature, like the beast in Beauty and the Beast. I can imagine him with six more arms. It was actually a really great movie with music written by Alan Menken. One of my favorite songs from the movie is called Evermore. This is Evermore.
for our next guest. Catherine Bradley played Lily Potter Jr. in Broadway's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and Bobby Cronin is an award-winning composer of both stage and film. Let's welcome Catherine Bradley and Bobby Cronin to the Early Night Show. Hi, Bobby and Catherine. Hi. Uh, hi, I'm so happy to have you both on the Early Night Show. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> How have you both been staying busy with this very extended intermission? Uh, Catherine, I'll let you go first. Um, you know, I've been doing a bunch of different things. Obviously, I film Psy Kids. I've been screen testing a lot. I've been doing a bunch of different self-tapes, the TV picking back up. I've been doing a bunch of different things. You know, I've been dancing, I've been hanging out with people, but mostly self-tapes, auditions, preparing for, like, Catherine's Like This and Early Night Show. And, yeah, basically a lot of different stuff. And I've been doing uh, Psy Kids as well. That has taken up a lot of my summer. I had to orchestrate it all digitally. And now, you know, we filmed it for a month and now we're editing. Um, and, but I've also been teaching a lot, but uh, you know, I had three different productions that were supposed to happen this year and they were all canceled. So we're trying to like figure out where they're going to go. Are they even going to go into like 2022? That's how, how for us writers, like our, our, our worlds have been so shifted. Um, but I've also been keeping busy by like playing guitar, learning more guitar, ukulele. Oh yeah, I've been learning the ukulele. I mean, I've been trying. It's fun, right? Trying is a very good definition of how much I've been learning out of a ukulele. <laughs> But I'm so, so excited to watch the Side Kids digital film. Bobby, what inspired you to write the piece? I actually had the idea like 10 years ago. Um, <clears throat> I just thought it would be really interesting to, to write a piece about uh, a group of kids that had psychic abilities. That's the, like, the only like, little like, seedling that I had had. And then I was um, given the opportunity to, to write a commission um, specifically TYA, Theater for Young Audiences. And I thought, oh, what if I take the Psy Kids idea? Like I even had the title, Psy Kids, Psychic Kids, Psy Kids. Um, and just started, I actually started watching like a lot of anime to sort of understand more of like the hero's journey in terms of like episodics and trying to get it all done within like a 70 minute, you know, I'm used to writing two act big musicals. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to write something that had a greater meaning to it that, you know, it's it, like I said, it's about these kids that have these psychic abilities, but it's really about being different. It's about feeling like you don't fit in. It's about um, feeling like you're not believed. And it's also about being afraid of the gifts that you've been given. Um, you know, it's all, everything I write has some element of, of being personal. And I'm from a huge family and I'm the only one that has musical abilities. My grandmother had it, um, but I just was always sort of like cut from a different cloth than the rest of my siblings. 
And I kind of hid, like I, I learned piano by myself because A, we couldn't afford it, but B, it wasn't like something that we spent money on. We spent money on sports. Yeah. So I kind of hid all these these things. And even though I was like you, putting on plays in my backyard um, when I was like nine years old, I and musicals and I would write the stuff. And But I, it was just, it was something that I didn't share. And I actually, I had a different career before I was a writer, I was a director. And the writing thing was always a secret. Like my best friend didn't even know that I played the piano. And it was mostly because I was embarrassed because I didn't have the, the piano lessons that everyone else had, but I could play my stuff. And so it kind of, it, it came from the idea of like, kind of being afraid of what, what you've been given as a gift, whether it's, you know, from such a sports town and the, luckily I was good at sports, but it was really music and theater is where I really excelled, but I was kind of afraid of it. That's I love message so much, like about being different. When I read the script, I was like immediately obsessed with like the entire message. Obviously, I love the party play, but I love the message of the show, especially right now in today's times with all these different movements that's going on. It's really important, especially I think the show's getting produced at the exact right time about being different because it's such an amazing message to spread, especially right now. And obviously, maybe it's not any different that we're experiencing in the real world right now. Maybe it's about psychic abilities, but it's still about learning to accept yourself and maybe show be confident in yourself eventually because I think that was kind of Magnolia's road of like turning from this girl who was afraid of maybe her own shadow to this girl who was like confident in her own skin and could use her psychic abilities to do what she wants instead of being afraid of them and hiding them exactly what Bobby said and she uses them for good that's <laughs> another big part of the message of the piece that I wanted to put out there is if you have a gift Right, like I don't understand hackers. I don't get it. Why would you want to spend your time hacking negatively when you could use those skills to protect the country or something? Do you know what I mean? So that's always just been something in my my um, my makeup of if you have something, use it for good. How did the project evolve during the time of COVID? Well, it was written to be on stage. <laughs> Very so, clear in the stage directions. <laughs> yes, right. And so, you know, it's interesting. We were going to do uh, at the prep, wearing the hat, uh, we were going to do um, like a staged reading. We we're going to like, like stage it. And it was going to be like a first big thing for the prep to do that wasn't like a showcase or a concert. And um, then COVID came. And, you know, we were just like, well, I guess we can't do it. And then somehow, I don't know if it was on like TikTok or somewhere, I came across a high school that did Young Frankenstein all virtually, digitally. And I sent it to uh, Jesse and Teresa at the prep and I said, do you think we could do this with Kids?" And they said back to me, do you think you could do this with Kids?" I was like, I have no idea. I've never done something like this, which made me want to do it. That's always been my philosophy of like, if I'm not scared of it, I shouldn't do it. Because why do something you've already done that's kind of boring, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I knew that we had such incredible talent that we could use um, to make the the piece come to life. Um, and yeah, I've never done it. So it evolved. It, I didn't change any anything from the script other than we filmed everything where I was on Zoom, like with, with Catherine, I was on Zoom communicating to her, but she was filming herself with her iPhone. Oh, and, yeah. 
And then she had headphones in so that I could read the other characters. So she would have something to react to. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the process of, so there are 19 speaking roles of taking all 19 and stitching them together. And it is a very painstaking and meticulous <laughs> process, but it's really cool. And what it makes us able to do is sort of like play with the speed of a scene. Um, so I guess in a way that has evolved because of how we had to create it. You know, normally in rehearsal, we get to play with the tempo of a scene or play with um, what's at stake and, and um, you know, what does your character want, all that. But we didn't really have that much time. Um, we would do those things like Catherine and I often talked about, like in songs specifically, of like, what is it that Magnolia needs in this moment? Why is she frustrated? What is she trying to figure out? And then she would respond with a great thing that I'd be like, ooh, I didn't think of it that way. Now let's try that instead. So that was more like, I mean, I've done film before as a composer. I've never like directed Direct film. So for me, that was like, again, why I wanted to do it. Cause I was like, I've never done it. This is scary, but why not? So, but um, yeah, so the evolution of it really was how do we, what, how do we make it work? But again, nothing changed in the script. Not a thing changed in the script. Yeah, I love the I like, because I remember getting the audition. I was like, you know, like, because years before this, I was, um, but there was like an actual reading of on stage, and I was supposed to audition for it, but then I never, it was like, but when I was researching, I was like, oh, this would be such a cool on stage process, because I just love shows on stage, like getting to really connect. But doing it over line was really a really cool experience, but it was definitely, it had challenges. I mean, like, I normally on stage, you'd be talking to a bunch of different people, and you'd be able to sing in real time. So I guess it was just a very new experience for me. And so, like, doing that was, very very interesting i had done a movie on them like a like a movie script where we just read it all on zoom with each other and that's what i kind of thought this was going to be but then when i realized it was like more in depth i was like oh it's different so i had to do all these different things i was like what is this when and where can our listeners and viewers tune in to watch Catherine and the rest of the cast of psy kids um well the editing process is like i was saying earlier it's really detailed and we are doing like a scene a week is how long it's taking to edit. Cause um, I'm also editing the sound because not only do we have to edit like stitching in the, the, the video, we then have to rip the sound and stitch that together so that there are no like, you know, like you can Thank hear- Thank just the actor. <laughs> yeah, the actors had the easy, actually it wasn't easy. The amount of material that that like Magnolia, the cat, seventy-five pages. Had, that it's like like the alphabet of the show. Like she's in everything. Uh, <laughs> I think there's only one scene she's not in. In fact, it's, it's like, like five pages of the script. I'm not in. <laughs> now, as I was skipping over those five pages, I was like, "Where's my line? Where's my line? Where's my line?" <laughs> so our goal is to have it done, hopefully by the end of this month. We'll have. Um, the, the the piece ready to be viewed. I actually don't know how we're going going to be releasing it. Um, my assumption is YouTube, but I I could be completely wrong. I know that we're gonna do like um like a premiere, and we're gonna like Instagram live and interview the actors, and you know do like a like a step and repeat and a, a fake um, uh, red carpet type thing, just to treat it to treat it like the the amount of work that has actually gone into it to like give it its due for everyone that 
had to work so hard. Tune into that. <laughs> you know, they also had to learn, like, the, the finale of the show is a song that's, as a writer, you will love this. It's a call and response song. So to learn only half of the song as like, you know, if I'm part A and I don't hear part B, that's the hard thing about not doing it live. It's like, you don't have an actual audio cue. You just have to sort of count it, which is really hard when it's like a call and response thing that it's, you know, it's got a groove. So it's like offbeat, of course, and just, even counting it, I was like, you know, let's not even count it. We just got to feel it. So there, there were these great challenges that um, I'm excited to, to show how we were able to overcome them when we get to release it. Hopefully, like I said, at the end of this month, um, we've been working with uh, John Belasco, who's been doing a lot of the, uh, who's been doing all of the film editing um, with me. And he's just like the magic that he is creating. It's, it's, if I'm being honest, it's like way beyond what I thought it was going to be. I thought we would be doing like us right now on Zoom. I thought it would be like Catherine would be in a window, someone else would be in a window, but no, we are doing this like we got images and, and so we're making it that all the virtual backgrounds. It's a movie. Really crazy what we can do with technology. Um, you know, everyone filmed separately, but it looks like they're in the same space. There's one place where there's a woman like being a hairdresser and how we were able to make it stretch point. It, it's just incredible. So I'm excited for people to see what can be done during this time where we feel so isolated and we feel like we can't do the stuff that we normally are able to do. And that's what I'm so grateful for the prep that, that we had. Everybody got this opportunity to try something that we've never done before. It was so, so cool, especially during, yeah, the, when you talked about the finale, the call and response, I thought it was so interesting because like, I was like doing like, I believe, like that thing, and then I would hear nothing back and I'd be like, I don't know what to do. So it was a lot about timing, but I definitely feel like if the show was like in real life, like it definitely would have been easier for some reason. I feel like the online made it a lot more, a lot harder, but yeah, yeah. also I felt like a lot of work and like effort was put into it. So I definitely think it's gonna be a really great, great show to watch. Like a big movie. It's gonna be basically a movie, a yeah. good movie. And yeah. it's like 70 minutes long. You know, if we, if we had, you know, cut it down, which there was no way to, cause I thought about it, but if we had cut it down to maybe 20 minutes, we probably could have released it a month after we had finished filming. But so 70 minutes of material where the, the first scene is- Three different casts too. Yes, that's right. So that's another thing that we did because so many of the students at the prep had either their Broadway show canceled or their tour canceled or their school show canceled because the prep has these, you know, it's a great training program for people like Catherine who have been on Broadway or <laughs> people that are, are yearning to be on Broadway or voiceover or, or film or TV. Um, we just had so many, so many of our talented students that needed an opportunity. So suddenly it was asked of me like, do you think we could do two films? And I was like, oh, and then it became, okay, we have like 85 people auditioning. Do you think we could do three films? And I thought about it and after like freaking out, which to me means like, okay, then I should do this. I'm freaking out, this is too much. So yes, I should do, this is absolutely the right thing to oh, do. Oh yes, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because, you know, everyone needed, a, I mean, one of my students, one of my voice students, um, she had gotten the lead in her school play and it was like, it was the music man and she was so excited and it was like a surprise that she got the lead but we had worked so hard on her audition material 
And then to have that, you know, they were in the middle of rehearsal and to have that, that suddenly pulled away, it just didn't feel right that when we could do this three times, why not do it three times? Bobby, I know that in addition to being an amazing writer and composer, you also teach. What do you teach and where? Um, I So I got into this industry um, because, I, so I, I mentioned like I grew up and I, I, the theater was just a, like a fantasy, right? So I, I was lucky I got, I got into Yale and I went to Yale because I really wanted their music and theater program. Um, I pretended I wanted to go there for to be a doctor, but that wasn't the truth. So I ended up getting in and I ended up um, getting into the theater program. And my sophomore year doing West Side Story, a director, they always hired an outside director. His name is Barry Ivan, still a very active, amazing director today. Um, he said to me, hey, have you thought of, um, of auditioning for a summer show? And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, like, to do this professionally. And I was like, what? oh, wait, I could, I could be an actor professionally? And he was like, yes, what do you think? I had, like, that's how naive I was about this industry. So I promised myself that when I got to a point in my career, and I never really wanted to be an actor, but it was the only thing that was available. But luckily at Yale, that's where I got to direct and write a ton. And that's where I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, but I always promised myself that when I got to a point in my career where I could have some sort of like clout that I would teach because if someone hadn't taught me and sort of mentored me, I would not be doing these cool things that I get to do with my projects. So um, I taught at NYU for a handful of years and then I left to teach at the New York Film Academy's Musical Theater Conservatory where I taught mostly pop music, like um, musical theater performers, how to perform pop music and then I was doing master classes all over the world, which was really cool. And then one of my students at the New York Film Academy was, or is, was uh, Jesse Clayton, who started the prep. Wait, what? Yes, I, you probably didn't know that. How did I not know this? Yeah, so she was one of my students. And I remember she, we just clicked. And I really, like, I got things out of her that other teachers, no offense to the other teachers, like, they hadn't been able to get out of her. And we just had a really nice connection. And she contacted me. We, I taught um, privately as well. So I would coach her. And then one day she said to me, um, so I, I'm part of this program down the Jersey Shore. I know you live in Jersey. Would you be interested in coming to teach a master class? And so I went and taught a master class and was blown away by the talent. They were, if I'm being 100% honest, they were better than my college students and more willing and more excited. And they, they, it was just, and I'd never thought of teaching that age group, if I'm being honest. Um, and then um, I remember like one of my first private lessons there was with Catherine. And I remember being like, like, what is this talent that is down here? Like, this is crazy. And then the prep started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I remember, remember two rooms on right. the studio with 25 people. And now we're like 500 people. It's, yeah, so it's, fun. it's become this huge program. And I'm so grateful to have been in from the beginning. So I teach uh, voice technique, um, audition technique, um, pop. And I help with sort of like 
like like resume, like businessy stuff, college. A bunch of my students from last year are now currently freshmen in college, uh, different colleges pursuing musical theater or straight theater. Um, and I also teach, <laughs> I teach pop piano. I know it's a weird skill, but it just happens to be something, like I watched you play and I was like, whoa, you are good. Like, I can't do what you do. And he watched me play and he was like, oh. <laughs> but I have a bunch of students that when they saw me play piano, they're like, can I play piano like that? I'm like, sure. It's not like what you would get at a, like a music school or anything, but but it's actually, we have a bunch of students that want to be singer-songwriters. So it makes sense for them to, to learn chords and to learn like music theory. So I learned everything backwards. Like I said, I couldn't afford piano lessons or anything. So I just, I bought books and I learned where my fingers go on the keyboard. And then when I got to college, I learned theory. So I learned everything backwards, which is why I think I'm a, a composer that is all melody. To me, melody means more than anything. Mm-hmm can't have a solid melody to hook you in. It doesn't matter what your fingers are doing. Yeah. Um, so I kind of learned backwards and in that approach, I think a lot of people, you know, Bill Finn doesn't even play piano. So, um, so I just, I think that approach of teaching that way is just a, a, an interesting little thing that I can, can offer at the prep. So Catherine, can you tell us a little about the songs that you're going to sing and where it fits in within the show? Well, I'm going to be singing the opening, which is Another Sleepless Night. So it's actually the very first scene of the show. So, um, yeah. So basically what's happening is she's sitting in her bed, and there um, she has, like, the ability to just, like, see, like, spirits and ghosts and all these different things. So as she's looking around, there's this person, there's this shadow, who she calls the shadow man, that is running around her room, and she's terrified. So she's sitting in her bed, awake at, like, 4 a.m. in the morning, she can't sleep, because she sees this, like, demon running around and she's trying to like find it and look at it because she she can't go to sleep because she's scared so that's kind of where it's called another sleepless night aka how she cannot sleep at all and then the scene after that follows with her dad being like how did he sleep and she's like not good because the <laughs> demon was in my room but yeah that's basically about the song and then i'll be singing that well i'm so so excited to hear you sing it here we go
That was so wonderful, and I can't wait to watch Kids. It's now time to go... On with the show! With my next guest, Ali Arario is entering her senior year of high school, and unfortunately, a few shows had to be canceled due to COVID. I'm so happy to welcome Ali Arario to go on with the show. Hi, Ali! Hi! Hi, I'm so happy to have you on the Early Night Show! I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being on the show. How have you been doing since school started? I've been doing pretty good, trying to do the best I can. That sounds great. Are you in person for your senior year? Right now, I'm not. We are all virtual. Um, On October 13th, we are starting a hybrid model, though, so I'm very excited to be going back to school finally even though there are going to be many precautions, but I'm excited to be able to see my friends and be in school again. Have shows at your school been canceled due to COVID? Unfortunately, they have. In March, my school was supposed to do the pajama game, and I was supposed to be playing Babe Williams, but we were supposed to open a week after everything kind of struck, so our school decided to put the show on postpone, and then... We were hoping and hoping that, you know, it would be just postponed, but eventually they just decided to cancel it, unfortunately. And then our community theater as well was supposed to do Newsies and Little Shop of Horrors, and both of those got canceled too, so. Oh no. Although everything is being canceled or postponed currently, how have you been staying connected to the arts during this extended intermission? I've just been trying to stay as involved as I can. I started taking virtual vocal lessons, which has been really great. Um, I've also been taking virtual dance classes, which has which have also been incredible. It's so good to keep up, just keep practicing. And I've been doing a lot of workshops with the Broadway Star Project. And I've been singing, dancing, and acting with them, so it's been really great. That's so cool. Do you have a favorite workshop at Broadway Star Projects that you participated in? I loved all of them. I've had so much fun being a part of all of them. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably say the Triple Threat Experience, just because that was my first workshop that I did with them. And I met so many amazing people and learned so many great things. Do you plan on pursuing musical theater after high school? I do. I'm actually planning on going to college and majoring in musical theater, which I've actually been working on all my pre-screens and audition stuff. So that's been a lot of fun. And yeah, hopefully one day I'll be able to perform professionally and maybe one day on a Broadway stage. Yeah, you are so, so amazing. You have such an amazing voice. Speaking of singing, what song would you like to sing with me today? And why did you select that song? I'm going to be singing Everything I Know from In the Heights, and there are actually two reasons why I decided to sing it. So the first one is around this time, around six years ago, my grandmother actually passed away from brain cancer, and she was the sweetest person that you will ever meet. She was so involved in my life, and she was just my biggest supporter. So I like to perform this to commemorate her and just kind of know that she's always with me. And the second reason is in January, I went to Broadway Con and I sang at the Broadway Star Project's singing competition. And I wound up singing this song and I actually won. And this song kind of introduced me to the Broadway Star Project and it introduced me to 
more professional things and it's been great. Well, I'm so, so excited to hear you sing the song. Here we go. <laughs> student whose show was canceled, please send us a link to a video of you singing to early night show casting at gmail.com and you may get a chance to go on the show. 
Also, if you want to perform and sing along with me, make sure to check out my TikTok, at Joshua Turchin, and look for some of my piano videos. Record a duet and use the hashtag SingWithJosh, and you may get featured on the early night show. If you're enjoying these virtual cabarets, please consider making a donation to the Actors Fund's Emergency Relief Fund at www.actorsfund.org to support people working in the entertainment industry who have suddenly found themselves out of work. Any bit helps. You can also find the Early Night Show on the Broadway Podcast Network, where her podcasts are found, and videos for episodes online on theearlynightshow.com. Thanks again to my guests, Catherine Bradley, Bobby Cronin, and Ali Orario. And let's keep entertaining. Any artists who want to be virtual guests, send me a direct message on my Instagram, at Joshua Turchin, and let's keep making music to help the world. Stay healthy, wear a mask, and vote! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.